superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I like it. This I like it a lot. Is the Rich Eisen Show. He's Albert Breer back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. What the holdup is between the Jets and the Packers. You want me to give you some good news, Rich? Sure. I don't think this thing's in nearly as bad a place as everybody thinks. Okay. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. Georgia offensive tackle, Broderick Jones. Falcons head coach, Arthur Smith. From Roku's Die Hard 2, Die Harder, actor and comedian Kevin Hart. And now, it's Rich Well, Eisen. hey everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show live in Los Angeles, California on a Friday, right before the Final Four weekend for the men and women's basketball tournaments. The women's Final Four is tonight, the men's is on Saturday, and then the national championship game for the ladies is Sunday and the men's on Monday, and then it's Masters Week. Major League Baseball has started playing baseball games that count in a standing. We also have uh, the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs going down. We also have so many stories in the NFL that just keep popping, except for the one that I'm waiting to finally pop. Um, we've got a lot to talk about today on this program. First up is uh, a, a Broderick Rhodes of uh, Georgia football. He's a very good offensive lineman to great offensive lineman, and the Jets might draft him 13th overall to protect Aaron Rodgers by protecting their 13th overall pick first. And he's first up on this program, and I look forward to chatting with the young man. Then Arthur Smith of the Atlanta Falcons will call us, and that will be the usual verbal joust (laughs) that it is whenever I talk to Arthur Smith, who uh, always smells a rat whenever my mouth opens, and it's kind of strange. (laughs) Uh, that's not my default is to try and trip people up, but it's always fun talking to Arthur Smith of the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons keeps me on my toes. Kevin Hart joins us in hour number three. Come on. I mean, what more do I need to tell you about that? Other than the fact that he's, uh, he's back with die heart and die heart Two, die harder right here on the Roku channel. And it starts streaming today here on the Roku channel, as we do right here on this here channel, two ten on the Roku channel. That's free. On all Roku devices, select Samsung Smart TVs, Amazon Fire TV, the Roku app, and the RokuChannel.com. We say hello to our terrestrial and Sirius XM and Odyssey audiences. We're on terrestrial radio. We're on Sirius XM satellite. We're on streaming as well. We're also on our podcast uh, version of this show. We're uh, saying hello to everybody. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. What's going on, brother? I'm great. I'm just wondering, did the Milwaukee Bucks know they had a game last night? Oh, God. <laughs> Celtics fans starting the program. <laughs> 
Can we just say hello? This is just like, hi, Chris. Hi, Rich. Well, I didn't know if they were missing. Like, did the bus disappear? Did it take a wrong turn? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Same intensity about two weeks from now, or probably a month from now, or maybe a month and a half from now. How does that sound? We'll stay at 11. Good to see you over there, Jason Feller. Mike Del Tufo somewhere doing something. He's getting some new floors, right? T.J. Jefferson, good to see <laughs> you in the corner. What's uh, what's your uh, WrestleMania t-shirt well, today? Rick, to wrap up this WrestleMania t-shirt week, I'm repping Roman Reigns. I'm repping the Usos. I'm repping Solo Sokoa with the bloodline. And much like every other TV show like this, those other two shows are the twos, Rich. Yes. And we the ones. We the ones. We the ones. We the ones. Okay. Um, great means, t-shirt. Right. I have no idea what it means. just means we're, we the best. We, we the, the ones. ones. Okay. We the ones. Acknowledge that. I appreciate that. Uh, or, or, or you, the eight four four two zero four rich. That's the number to dial as well. Here on this three-hour program, this program three hours long, uh, which is uh, amazing, longer than two-thirds of the baseball games played yesterday oh, in Major League Baseball's opening day. Fifteen games, all thirty clubs, as they like to call them in Major League Baseball, yeah, yeah. were up and active yesterday. Yes, indeed. Opening day, everybody out there. We're back. And out there were pizza box-shaped bases. Out there were infielders in the uh, The traditional role of their positions. (laughs) Second baseman stationed to the right side of second base. Shortstops and third baseman anchored to the left side of second base. Who'd have thought? (laughs) You could play baseball like that. Play ball. And then the one that I think is got everybody talking today positively about baseball, amazing, is the pitch clock. Last year, the average Major League Baseball game was one minute past three hours. Correct, Chris? Last year, 303. 303, yeah. three minutes past three hours. Yeah. Good God. And yesterday, the average time of Major League Baseball opening day games was... Two hours, 44. Look at us. Look at us slicing a quarter of an hour off baseball games. And the ones that were three hours long were five of them, and uh, three of those games had double-digit runs for five teams of the, of the six yeah, that played like that game. Yeah, like 800 runs scored. In the there you game. go. Yeah. So you see action, and it's, it's tight. Um, Yankees and the Giants, 5 nothing Yanks. Aaron Judge is the first guy to hit a home run this year. Yep. Man, um, man. That, that game was 2-33, a crisply played two-and-a-half-hour baseball game. All right. That was it. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, and the pitch clock, we actually saw the first pitch clock violation sparking a rally. That happened in Seattle last night as the Mariners were taking on the uh, Cleveland Indians and the, uh, the, the guard, pardon me, the Guardians. Uh, here I am. They take on the Guardians, and um, uh, they, they scored their first run of the season, and the first one who, who touched home plate got on base because a pitch clock violation messed with the reliever's head. An 0-2 count turned into a 1-2 count. The guy worked out a walk in a very controversial fashion on a, uh, a swing that the Guardians thought was a foul tip. Be that as it may, when the pitch clock moves and a pitcher doesn't step off the rubber and have time to think and a catcher's not allowed to continuously come out and buy time and a pitching coach can come out with his 
hands in his back pockets and spit sunflower seeds. And now suddenly it's two minutes in between pitches and the uh, reliever gets to calm down. When that doesn't happen, the Phillies give up a 10-run inning like they did yesterday. JT Riomuto saying the pitch clock didn't allow him the usual way to slow the game down as a catcher. And the Mariners, again, got their winning runs on the board in a rally in the eighth inning that, by the way, snapped a 26-inning scoreless streak going back to their 18 innings of scoreless baseball in their final loss of the playoffs last year, if you remember that, for the Mariners last year. So we saw a pitch clock violation sparking a rally. And then, of course, there's this. <laughs> it took one game. <laughs> yep. One day. What am, I, what am I talking about? Here it is. Coming in off the World Baseball Classic of Shohei Otani doing what he did. Striking out Mike Trout. And in case all you Trout detractors out there, and part of them is somebody who's in the uh, um, 10 o'clock position for me right here on the Rich Eisen Show. That's Brockman, for those who don't spatially know right here. You're in the 11 o'clock position. Thank you. I was trying to figure that out. I was like, wait. That was only the 24th at-bat of Mike Trout's career in which three swinging strikes were recorded in the same at-bat. And that last pitch from Otani was nasty. But if anyone was out there going using that moment, and obviously in, a, in an at-bat, either the pitcher or the batter has to win the at-bat. And Otani won that at-bat. But it did spark the conversation of, wouldn't it be great to see these guys in a playoff game this year? Just maybe, just maybe the uh, the Angels can make it. You got to go higher register. Uh, you wouldn't. Yeah, just maybe. You know, maybe the Angels can actually get in the playoffs this year. We'll you see Otani and we'll see Trout. I think a glass yeah. just shattered behind Brockman. Again, you have to go higher register sometimes to say something in the sports world and believe what you're saying. Um, so it took one day for that notion to be completely shattered. As Shohei Otani took the mound last night. And was dominant. Six innings, 10 strikeouts, no runs, three walks, two hits. It was an unprecedented outing, which we'll get to in a moment. But of course, they could only scrape one run across for Otani, who was in the lineup. And only a one nothing lead that then gets blown in the eighth by the bullpen. And... The Otani lead was protected while Otani was on the mound by Hunter Renfro. Seek it out, folks, if you did not see it. Yeah. I've never seen a no-look behind-the-back catch, but the right fielder of the Los Angeles Angels last night overran the baseball in Oakland and reached behind him, not looking, and caught the baseball. And Otani gave that... Shocked look and standing ovation <laughs> clap into his glove. And I, I've watched it about five, six different oh times. God. And each yeah. time it's even crazier. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. But the bottom line is the Ooh. Angels got an incredible outing from Otani in which, wait for it, and this is a, a, another pitch clock unintended consequence. He called his own game because... As Phil Nevin, the manager of the Angels, said after the game or prior to the game last night, the device that you see catchers punching in the pitches 
into this device that you see sometimes is on their leg or it's on their wrist and they're covering it up with their gloves and they are communicating to the pitcher which pitch they want to have called because in this day and age, they don't want signs to be stolen of fingers dropped between the legs as we've seen catchers do for a century and a half plus calling pitches. So the catcher is the one who's punching the buttons and the pitcher has this device in his hat and can hear what the catcher's calling and shake him off or not. Nevin says that Otani has so many different pitches he can throw that if the catcher is the one with the pitch comm, as it's called, device, plugging in options for Otani, and he has too many pitches at his disposal that Otani needs to be the one with the pitch comm device because if the catcher has it, Otani could keep shaking off the catcher so many times it would result in a pitch clock violation. There are a lot of buttons over here. So Otani has the device on his arm, and he has apparently learned which buttons are which just by feeling it and not having to look at it. He's already learned which buttons are which, doesn't have to look at it, which, by the way, is the way many people text these days. Yeah. Okay. Many with a flip phone used to do that very simply oh. and very easily. You, T9, tap, you tap the, the letter three two times to get to the letter E. T9. Let's go. You have to remember that. But that's the way he's calling a game. And by the way, it wasn't cleared for pitchers to know that they could use this device by baseball until last Friday. So six days before opening day. And Otani was ready to do this. And not only did it, but he did it to the tune of 10 strikeouts over six innings. And they lost. Anyway. How unprecedented is this? Chris, you were saying this before the game. You saw this statistic. Yeah, uh, shout out Sarah Langs for this. I saw this morning. Shohei's outing was the 26th such since 1901 with 10 strikeouts or more and no runs allowed on opening day. It's the first time that pitcher's team ever lost How the game. How about that? <laughs> All right. Don't worry. Sorry. Overreaction Friday. You ready? <laughs> we're coming to get you, baby. You ready? Let's go. On behalf of Major League Baseball, the commissioner should step in and demand the Angels trade away. Show him. No, stop, stop it. <laughs> I heard, that, I heard hey, that yesterday. Rob man. Manfred, he'll never come back on the show after he hears this take. You're crazy. Rob Manfred <laughs> needs to channel his inner David Stern. And on behalf of this sport, ask Shohei Otani. You Do with? you want to trade? Players will <laughs> will demand trades. We know Lamar did it on March 2nd of this month. On March 31st of this month, in this year of our Lord, 2023, where the pitch clock is now creating an opportunity for this guy who can pitch and hit and run and throw like nobody's ever done in one personal package. To now wear a device to call his own damn game and be this good and be the first one to be that good on opening day and still lose. 
Now, if I'm not mistaken, 1901, technically you could say that's two centuries? Or two... Hundred. Right? Two centuries? Into the second, yeah. Sure. Could have happened in 1900? Maybe. Probably Let's roll the dice and say it didn't. So it's even better <laughs> for my stupid pick. Two centuries worth. Rob Manfred has one more rule to make. It's on behalf. I, I, and you know what? I don't care if he winds up with you, TJ. Well, I care. <laughs> me. As long as he doesn't wind up with Chris. I, hey, about the Dodgers. Okay. The Dodgers. You know, how many yachts can you water ski behind? <laughs> See, now we get into dicey territory. As the Dodgers I mean, have yet li- more incredibly, seemingly generationally talented young players that you need to learn because they're really freaking good. Yeah, right. And they're already up one game on the Padres with 161 more to go. Hot takes. This is great. <laughs> oh, Tony, got it. Please. Now, I know that it's just one game. You got 161 to get a win streak going here. Also, one game. One game. There's it only took like five spots you can go, right? Dart. One game. To just pour water on the, you know what? Maybe this is the year they could do it. One. We talking playoffs or what? Maybe, maybe. No. Nah. God, that was so disappointing. He was. So, he was so good. <laughs> Got to see him. We can't have the World Baseball Classic be the only time that we yeah. saw him in a game that mattered for the whole country to sit down and watch yeah. and talk about. I'm sorry. Yeah. Special man. Oh gosh. Okay, don't go anywhere. We're getting this show started. Kevin Hart, hour number three, hour number two, Arthur Smith. Did the Falcons talk about Lamar Jackson or not? I want to find the answer out. It'll be a hunting and pecking expedition with a coach who knows when he calls into the show. I am absolutely seeking that information. This is going to be a nice fun conversation for you to hear that's an hour number two but when we come back broderick jones of the georgia bulldogs will be joining us here on the rich eisen show will he be the first offensive lineman's name mentioned in a couple of thursdays it's that time of year people spring has sprung and that means spring cleaning or at least The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen.
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network, part of our live Roku channel stream every day between 12 to 3 Eastern time. Sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by just like this young man is doing right now on the phone from the University of Georgia, back-to-back national champion, looking for his first professional gig. Well, wait a minute. Let me, let me put that again. Back-to-back national champion from Georgia, looking for his first NFL gig. <laughs> right? Because the SEC, Chris, right? That's professional football pretty much already? Rich, you everyone, like saying that? everyone gets paid now. Okay. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about that's the style of play that they play. It just means more. That's what I heard. Well, they're the best conference. All right, anyway, I'll stop talking as if I'm not just introducing him, ready to bring him on the show. He's Broderick Jones, big-time offensive tackle out of Georgia right here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Broderick? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Where are you? Where have I found you today? Uh, I am actually in Atlanta right now. Okay. Are you at home? Are you? Where are you? Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm at home, getting oh. ready to start traveling. Okay. Is it your home? Is it your ancestral home? Which home? Because uh, just the other day, I was speaking to Jacoby Myers, new of the the uh, Raiders. He was in his he, he was in his home, like his mom's home. Where are you? What home? Your yeah, own? Yeah, I'm at my I'm at my mom's home. Okay, of course you are, Broderick. Are, is it still the same house you grew up in? Uh, no, sir. We actually just moved not too long ago. Okay. So, uh, it's a new opportunity. Uh, so. It's a new opportunity and a new change around the corner in both areas. So I'm just trying to grasp it all in, getting ready to try and buy her own house uh, so she can actually call it home. Is that why your your Twitter is called at Millionaire MOV, Move 3? Is that what you got? Or Millionaire Move? Is that what you got? Yeah, Millionaire Move. Yes, okay. sir. Trying to get to those millions. Okay. So did you change your Twitter account uh, once you left Georgia, or has that always been your Twitter account? No, that's always been my Twitter account since I have Twitter. Okay. And so you've always been thinking about your millionaire move is what you're saying. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. All you right. Speaking to existence well, well, you are speaking to me right now, and that's part of existence, and you are about a month away from hearing your name. What's that going to mean to hear your name on a draft night, Broder? Man, it's going to mean so much just because I put so much work and so much effort in, you know. So just being able to hear my name called and, being able to celebrate and, you know, just make that change in life with all the sacrifices that I've made, me and my family, you know, it'll be a great moment for all of us. Okay, let's talk about the journey then, Broderick. When did you start playing football? When did that happen? I started playing football at a young age. Like, I probably was like seven, eight. 
But I was always so bigger than everybody, so they would put me. I would be eight playing on the ten and under team. So <laughs> I was always playing up because of my size. So you were all. So there was no growth spurt. You were just grown from the beginning. Yeah, I was just growing. I just kept growing and growing. Okay, so were you always uh, in the position to grade the road, or what were you doing? What were you doing? Yes, yeah, yeah, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. I was always so big, but I was also always so athletic, so I would play many different positions. I played running back, fullback, wide receiver, tight end. I played it all throughout the years. Okay, so what's your favorite? Now, I understand what you do professionally and what's going to make your millionaire move, but... Like fullback, running back, do you like hitting people like that too? Oh, nah, nah. No. no. Nothing tops tackle. Nothing tops tackle. Why? Nothing top. Just being able to be physical and like just dominate your opponent. Like it, it's a it's a different feeling. So what what's because going nobody, through your mind? What's going through your mind pre snap then? Walk me through that. What's it like? You gotta just lock in on what you have to do to succeed. Um if that's run blocking, pass blocking, having good footwork, getting your hands on somebody, whatever it is, you know, just locking in right before the ball is snapped and knowing what you have to do. Have you ever caught a touchdown pass, Broderick? Uh, I actually have in middle school. That was your last one, middle school? Yeah, that was my last one. That was my last one. Do you want to? Do you want to do it? Hey, hopefully, hopefully a OC like like the way I, I move and like these sweet feet and hopefully throw me a tight end play in there. <laughs> Let's do it. I mean, I don't know if you saw Penny Sewell did it this year for the Lions. He, yeah. like, he like laid and, out. And, and Andrew did it. So you know. You're up to speed. You get it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's talk about what you're doing this month then, Broderick Jones. Um, your pro day is done. You've got in-person visits set up? Uh, yes, sir. I start I – start, uh, my uh, top 30 visits next week but you know just until then I've just been working out you know trying to stay in shape trying to get stronger working in on my uh, techniques my hands my feet you know just the small things okay so what's the first spot you're going to Roderick uh, I am going to Tennessee first you're going to Tennessee first okay have yes, you have, you, have you met have you met Vrabel yet did you meet him at the combine I believe so okay all right. I did. Yes, sir, I oh, did. Okay, very good. So, uh Tennessee first and then and then then who else? Walk me through who else is. Uh, and then you. after Tennessee, I have the Jets. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Okay. I'm a Jet fan, Broderick. <laughs> Let me just tell you. I'm closing my eyes right now and I see you in green. I see it. I see yes, it right sir. now. Have you met with the Jets at, already at the Combine as well? Did you meet with them there? Uh, yes, sir, I did. Okay. How often have you, how much time have you spent in the New York, New Jersey area in your life? Um, not much, really. Okay. I can tell you some not things. Much. I'll tell you some things if you need it. I can help you out on that okay. front. All right. Okay. The, well, I, I, am, I am mandated to ask you who else, but I would like to just leave it at there and rip the knob off. Who else are you visiting after the Jets? Who else you got? Um, I believe I got the Patriots. Okay. Have you met with Bill Belichick yet? Uh, no, sir. I didn't meet with Bill. Who has Bill met with? He didn't meet with uh, Addison either. Chris. Bill, Bill wasn't at the combine. That's true too. I, I met with the yeah. I met, I met with the team, but I I didn't meet with him specifically. Okay. 
Now, what what do you think that'll be like? Obviously, you know who he is. So, what do you think that'll um, be like? It was actually a pretty cool experience just sitting in a meeting room with um, some personnel from the staff, mm-hmm. and, and it was real chill. It was like it wasn't too much going on. You know, they seemed real laid back. So, you know, I, I think I'll I'll be okay. Oh yes, I think you will. I think you will. Now, uh, do you have the? Did you have the same approach as Nolan Smith that nobody believed in Georgia? Last year, man, people people always want to doubt Georgia because you know it's always so much going on in Georgia. We had so many draft picks, so people thought we were going to fall off. But then once we start winning, you know, everybody wanted to jump back on the wave. So uh, you know, we just take that and put the fuel on the fire and work harder because we still had so much talent that people didn't know about and didn't believe in so we just wanted to show the world what, what we had left so uh what was it like going uh up against say trevon walker or jordan davis in practice man it was a a great thing just because like i knew what they were capable of doing so just being able to go against them in practice and you know perfect your craft and Always, because you got you always got to be on your best best game, no matter what in practice, in film, in the game, because they're always coming. Like at Georgia, we it's it's no fall off. Like from first screen, the second screen, the third screen, everybody's good. So that what that's what makes games easier for us because we go so hard in practice to make each other better. Hmm. So, who's the toughest guy you've gone against in practice in your years there in Georgia? I can't even answer that. There's been too many. Too many. Yeah, a lot of a lot of coaches ask me that. I tell them the same thing. It's been too many to just name one. Let me ask you this question then: Is Darnell Washington bigger than you? Yes. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Did you see the way that he moved? He moved the uh, I can't even call it. I mean, the sled at the combine. Did you see that? The tight end. Oh, I knew he was gonna kill the sled. Well, he did. Coach Hartley, he does a great job with them and pushing the sled. Coach Hartley will make them push the sled all practice if he had to, because that's what it. That's what it's about at the University of Georgia. Tight ends aren't just for catching the ball and catching touchdowns. They want Georgia produces them to be able to block to be able to catch, to be able to run, to know everything that's going on in the game plan. Well, and you also know, clearly, you've been surrounded by uh, prospects available in this year's draft with you, Combine, wherever else you may have been. Uh, Would Brock Bowers fit in right now? Easily. You didn't stutter. Easily, right? Easily. Yes, he's, he's just someone who doesn't, give in to the peer pressure. He's always going to work. He's always going to give you his best. He he studies. He he works out. He he's just the whole package. Like so it's 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 tough to say that he can't just because of his age, but his mindset is so mature that I believe he would be able to fit in day one. Hmm. And give me your favorite Stetson Bennett story. You got one? It, favorite Stetson Bennett story. Yes sir. And me and Stetson got so many stories. Uh, because after every touchdown, I'm always celebrating with Stetson. Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people don't, they always run into the receiver or the running back who, you know, who catches the ball. But you got to think about it. Without the quarterback, the ball's not in the air. 
and there's no touchdown. So I'm always celebrating with him first, you know, just always joking around. Like when we were playing TCU, I can tell you when he ran that touchdown, when he ran the touchdown behind me, um, you know, I was just we were just laughing it. And I pick him up and I throw him in there. I said, "Now that's how you run, boy!" Like just little things like that. Just it's, it's so many stories with that. Well, I mean, um, the question is, is what what's his role going to be at the next level? Um, but oh, you know, there's a lot of conversation about that. You want to pound the table for him a little bit? The, you know, Stetson is a great quarterback. You know, everybody always talks about he. They try and talk about his size, but mm-hmm. there's so many small quarterbacks in this draft. So. They really can't compare that. It's all about the mindset first and the want to. That's all it is. Because in this game, it's no question about how good you are because you wouldn't be here if you weren't good enough. So I feel like he he will be able to play. Um, You know, just being able to get in, learn the playbook, you know, learn the system and things like that is going to be what, going to take him to the next level like the study and the everything you know just the small details is that that's what's going to separate session from the rest of everybody all right then let's finish up talking about you broderick jones um you mentioned three places that you're going to see uh, among the many you call them what your your top uh your top 30 visit 30. right okay yes sir. so you mentioned tennessee jets and and new england what would you yes, say sir. to Tannehill? it seems like aaron Rodgers is going to the jets uh, Mac Jones or anybody else, any professional NFL quarterback right now that will be protected by you, what's your message to that quarterback prior to your draft? Hey, just, just give me your best because I'm always giving you my best. That's all I ask for. Just give me 110% and I'm going to give you 110% in return. Then you will have their back. And I will have their back always. Do you take it personally if somebody touches the quarterback? Oh, of course. Okay. And what are you going to do draft night? Are you going to be in Kansas City? Is that your plan? Um, You know, I probably won't just hmm. because I want to be able to celebrate with my family and, you know, my support system. And I have a huge support system. So I think I'll probably just be at the house. At the house? And uh, how yes, many sir. How many people? Like, what? what's the uh, – how many people do you think are going to be there for you? Uh, probably 15 – Okay, that's a nice size crowd. Nice size crowd. Yeah, because I got you know I got coaches, I got family, I got friends, I got teammates that want to show support. You know, so okay. So I just want to be able to give them that full experience. And what's what's it going to be like when that phone rings and you put it to your yeah. ear and you hear a coach or an owner or a general manager saying, "How'd you like to join?" Fill in the blank. What's that going to mean for you? Yeah. It's going to mean so much just because, like I told you, the sweat's in the bucket, you know. At, at this at this, at this, this moment in time, I'm just leaving all glory to God and just praying for the best. Sweat's in the bucket. You're referring to everything you've put in is what you're saying right there. Yes, sir. I like that phrase. I've been at this 20 years. I've never heard that before. So just, uh, yes, just do this favor for me, okay? Um, r- remember these numbers. 973 and 862. Those are the area codes to Florham Park, New Jersey. Those are the area codes that will show up on your phone if the New York Jets are calling you on the final Thursday of this month. Okay. 
I, yes, I did this with Sauce Gardner last year. I didn't give him the area codes, but I I told I spoke that into existence. You want to talk about speaking things into existence? I'm trying to do that with you right now. I think this is going to You might want to be drafted higher than 13, and if that's the case, my apologies to you. I'm just being selfish. Yes, sir. Okay? I'm just being selfish. <laughs> that's it. Okay? Yes, sir. Now, if I was really being selfish, I would tell you to block all other area codes off your phone. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to do that to you. You know? Yeah, I, I don't think I can do that just yet. Understood. In the meantime, travel safe. Enjoy this month. It'll be long, but it'll be done, and you'll never have to do this again, and you'll go crush it. Thanks for the time. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Right back at you. That's Broderick Jones of the University of Georgia. Sweats in the bucket. Never heard that one before. Have you? No. That's, nah, with me. that's a good one, man. I like that. Sweats in the bucket. We could talk about that's That's like the first eight-plus years of this show, right? I mean, there are two tears in the bucket. There's a lot of sweat you in the know. bucket. A lot of sweat. <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a lot of, of bucket. A lot, lot of sweat, a lot of buckets. A lot of buckets. <laughs> I like that kid, huh? Me too. Yeah. That was awesome. I like that kid. That was cool. He's going to protect somebody. But I like that. He's not going to be like, I have your back. He's like, you give me 110% because you're going to get that from me. That's all I want. By, by the way, do I know Washington? It's bigger than him. I just kind of ran through his combine highlights while the interview was going on. First of all, he ran a four six forty at his size. It, unbelievable. These guys are freaks. In Let nature, me just man. repeat this. Okay, can you put up? Can you put up the mock draft of uh, anybody? It could be you know, our, our friend Aaron, right? The thirteen yeah, year old. Yeah. Put up a, uh, his mock draft. Any mock draft. I'll take any mock draft. I know that the one that we had from yesterday, uh, uh, whose mom put it on Twitter saying, I'd love to get feedback. I think Aaron has feedback. insider info, to be honest. Well, I'm just saying, because this, this is as good as any mock draft that's out there right now. Yeah. Skoronsky's going to be the first one called, everybody thinks. Okay? He just seems like a natural fit for and Chicago. And plus, I mean, he's northwest, western. He's kind of, yes. Skoronsky, Hurricane Skoronsky. Okay? Hurricane Skoronsky. And then you flip you flip to his second page, because I think everyone does believe that the way that everything's going with the quarterbacks and the edge rushers and then maybe top defensive backs, there goes, this is where he's going to Tennessee. And this is the tire kick that they're doing. Paris Johnson Jr., Broderick Drones. That's it. Okay. Now the Texans might snag him too, but as we all know, the the Texans need a lot. Yeah, Yeah, they need a lot. And this is why I'm thinking about Broderick falling to that spot for the Jets. That's he's not getting past the Jets. Are you going to will this like you willed Sauce? But but I'm I'm pointing this out to show you that these guys are top-notch pass protectors. Mm -hmm. Top. Notch left tackles. And Broderick Jones just said Darnell Washington is bigger than him and didn't <laughs> stutter. No. <laughs> he didn't, it wasn't like, oh, let me think about like, it. Uh, I mean, no. It was like, is he bigger than you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. 844-204-RICH, number dial. We'll take your phone calls. Arthur Smith will join us and coming up on this program. We've got What's More Likely. We've got Kevin Hart. But that's hour three stuff. That's stuff for you to just put in your mind's eye and stay tuned for. Top of hour number two is going to be a highly spirited discussion. We didn't even talk about it before the show that we're going to talk about it. But I'm bringing it up. 
The question is, Chris, if you want me to bring it up now as a tease. Mm. Teases are good. Or bring it up later on the spot. Because you'll slip right into it like an old shoe because you've been banging this drum and we have not dug into it. And I think you know now officially what I'm talking about. I want it later. Because you've read my mind. I want it later. It's coming. Out of nowhere. Top of hour. I'm telling folks, do not miss the top of hour number two. Because it is a sacred cow that Chris is putting on a hot seat. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We'll take your calls when we come back here on this Friday edition of The Rich Eisen Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Monster.com can help you slam dunk your job hunt in this time of tournament basketball and NBA playoffs coming up. You can make your next career move a slam dunk by going to Monster.com and putting your resume on Monster.com. Once you do, you can be recruited by employers before they even post their jobs because employers are all over Monster.com as well because they know that Monster.com specializes in building the right teams for them and then knows how to match you with those job fits. When you score the position, Monster.com's salary calculator ensures you're paid what you're worth. All the bases are covered. I'm mixing my sports metaphors to let you know (laughs) that Monster.com is the spot for you to help you win your job hunt today. Monster.com. Terzo and I will all rise. Is this a Friday spot for him? Like, is his usual Friday spot? Are we your Friday phone call, Terzo? Am I noticing a pattern here? Sometimes. Well, Rich, it kind of goes back and forth between sometimes Mondays Mondays. or Fridays. Right. My week has just been an absolute mess. So I finally got a moment to breathe, and I figured I'd give you guys a shout. Okay, very good. Um, Everyone excited for the Final Four tonight in the state, I'd imagine? Oh, man, there's there's a ton of buzz right now. Everybody is extremely excited. It's going to be a tough game. South Carolina, oh, yeah. they're, they're great, man. Defensively, they are going to do whatever they can to stop Caitlin. And I wouldn't be shocked if, if they maul her pretty good. Um, I'm having to think that she's going to have to have another, another primetime big, big game to get past them. Uh, it's going to be, you know, well, the last two players of the year on the same court, national champs on one side, the – other team that hasn't been in the final four in 30 years on the other. It's it's a classic. It's a classic for sure. What else is on your mind, Terzo? What do you got? Hey, so, Rich, um, love seeing baseball back on. Just one thing that I think baseball still needs to address while making some of these changes is blacking out uh, their games on TV. Mm. You need to get this new shiny product back out onto the market. 
and show it to everybody. Quit limiting the market. Because here in Des Moines, we have six different markets that we're blacked out of. And it's a three-hour drive for me to get to any of these places to watch a game. How about that? And so I know MLB was actually in Des Moines yesterday talking with our our state senators to try and figure this out, which is a a positive because I really do enjoy the, the pitch clock and where it is right now. Yeah, for sure. Is this, a, is this an RSN, the regional sports networks that are dying off left, right, up, and down? Is that part of this thing, too? Uh, again, I don't uh, – I, I just don't 100%, know. It is? Yeah, 100%. So the, the, I believe the one that has St. Louis, uh, Kansas City, mm-hmm. and I want to say uh, Minnesota, it's, it's, it's filed for bankruptcy. So hopefully wow. um, we get to watch those games. I'm not a fan of any of the teams that we're blacked out of. But I just want baseball on TV. Well, that's a major problem. Uh, Thanks for the call. Greatly appreciate it, Terzo, for the information. Enjoy the Final Four tonight between Iowa and South Carolina. Um, I would ask the commissioner about that. I should have when he was here last week. That would have been interesting. I mean, because that's what I'm hearing, um, that the regional sports – I mean, the Major League Baseball has built quite a bit on regional sports networks showing games – and that uh, part of our business is cratering. I don't know. I think there was a report that uh, Major League Baseball is going to take over for some of the ones that have failed. Well, it's also streaming. I, I look and, and, and streaming, look. Right. We're we're at huge advocates of streaming because we're sitting here on our Roku channel stream right now. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, a lot of folks are like, "Where do we think the you know the the future of the sport?" TV world is going is am I, it's streaming. I mean, I and, I, and look, I I hear the criticisms that well, it's difficult for me to flip around games. Well, I mean, I I have right now, and you know, I'm going to have the MLB app, and I have the NBA League Pass as well. You know, so when one game is on ESPN, it's tough to hit two buttons to get to it, but I do you know do it. <laughs> You know? forbid you have and, to then, buttons, and then when right? one game is in commercial, I'll just flip to another one, and they're yeah. all right there. But it is expensive for people to go get it. I don't know what the, the answer is, but streaming is, this is the way it's going. This is where it, the world is going towards streamers. It is that. And I'm not just saying that, because, and, and that's part, you know, I'm not just saying because this is where we are, but we're here because I believe in it. So... Not to get too deep into the business of TV world, but this is this is real world stuff. When there's somebody sitting in Iowa saying, "I can't watch a baseball game," which is the last thing baseball wants to hear, they make all these changes, and someone's like, "I can't see your sport." So, um, all right, let's jump in here. Why not, Sean in Pasadena, California? We're going to jump the line. He just called in, but I'm intrigued by the subject matter. What's up, Sean? Hey, Rich, how you doing, brother? What's going on? Hey, uh, yeah, I was uh, I was at the Dodger game last night. Um, everybody's, uh, you know, getting ready for the seventh inning stretch. And um, I see this guy um, just maybe a couple rows uh, below me um, going through the crowd, and then everybody's getting excited. And then all of a sudden, this guy just jumps, jumps over the fence and runs into the field. And, <laughs> Takes you know, knee. he's going, to, going into center field and – all of a sudden, he's turning around and he's got a <laughs> a proposal to his wife, and he's sitting on the field, and you see the Arizona Diamondback outfielders like, "What the heck is going on here?" 
and then all of a sudden he turns around and I see the I see the security guard man. He's like you watch him close. Like he's trying to run the yeah, like he's trying to run the forty in like four point two, and um, all of a sudden man, he tackles this guy and it was. It was a spectacle, man. It was it was it was crazy because everybody's starting to sing, you know, one, two, three strikes you're out and all of a sudden this guy is tackling this guy in the, well, in the outfield. Well he was out. And, he was out. There's no question yeah, about it. He, so you watched it happen? You watched him filter through the crowd, jump the he, he jumped the fence out of the pavilion, yeah. right? Yes. And absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you know, he went to the field and um it was it was just a shock to me because, you know, Everybody was just, it was kind of like a, like a hum in the crowd. Like, like everybody knew this was coming. And then all of a sudden, you know, he did it. And, um, you know, you've seen the result on the, uh, on the, uh, on the replay. So, uh, so yeah, it was kind of, most, was kinda Im- wild, most important question I can ask you, Sean, and this is it truly. And I hope you know the answer. This is crucial. Did she say yes? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think she did. Oh, no. <laughs> Could no. you imagine you do all that? <laughs> maybe maybe she said yes after, you know, she had to go get him out. Of, bail him out. out of she had to bail him out and then said yes? I did see a post today that said she said yes. Okay, so yeah, she I said yes. Yeah. So you watched this whole thing unfold, huh? Yeah, I did. I was, I was, I was, in, the, I was in the pavilion, and uh, yeah, man, okay. it was just uh, – it was just crazy. All know? right. And on behalf of, I've got about 30 seconds left, on behalf of what TJ's about to say <laughs> when, we're, when we're done with this segment, do you think it was real or fake? Was it real? Um, you know what, Dan? I think, I think, it, I think, it, was, I think it was real. Okay. I, think he, I think maybe he had a dare, you know, plus, right. you know, a couple of, couple of, uh, couple of beers uh, doesn't, ah, doesn't hurt you. You know, a little bit of courage fuel, I understand. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. That's Sean at Pasadena. Talking about the most viral moment of opening day right there. Arthur Smith of the Falcons coming up. All right, sir, I gave you the 90 seconds of the Roku Channel platform. You think it's fake. I just, you know, initially when I saw the video. As a former producer of Punked, I you believe to, this is fake. I used to, you know, work on a, you, on a show where we prank people. I just, I don't know if I think it's fake, but it's just like when you zoom in when he's running, there seems to be two marks where he stops, pivots, puts his knee and his foot down, almost like it was a mark. Could have been a divot from the outfielder. Who knows? I would have to say, because I can't imagine. Right to that specific spot. And that was just like where my, I was like, wait a second. Your punked brain said I've, something's up. I have a hard time believing anything I see now, Rich, because people, <laughs> that's all they do. They do these pranks all the time. So I guess we get desensitized. I just, but immediately I'm like, ah, uh, really? no, no, I know that the kiss cam stuff sometimes is staged and some other things yeah. that you see in NBA arenas and hockey arenas is mm-hmm. staged. I Look, can't imagine wrong. that a member of Dodger Stadium would go out to center field at some point and just draw an X in the ground yeah. and have somebody prank the Diamondbacks and the fans dressing somebody up in security and take this guy out. I just can't imagine You're probably that. right, and I'm probably, more than likely, I'm wrong. But it was just, you know, my mind Your just went to, brain. wait a second. Like, so. Know. We didn't think that we'd get somebody calling in, <laughs> watching it from start to finish. He even watched the guy close in. But she bailed out the guy, right. but not on the marriage proposal. Correct. Understood. <laughs>